Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920 The Answer. In this segment, what if you have a federal or a state tax lien? How does it affect a borrower's ability to get a mortgage? And what are the main factors that affect mortgage rates? If you're looking to sell your home or you're looking to buy a home, you might be closely monitoring mortgage rates. And you might be wondering, what on earth causes these rates to go up and down? Because they seem to be somewhat schizophrenic. Sometimes they're going up when you think they should be going down. They're going down when they think you should be going up. And how do these rates get determined? And don't forget, we want to connect with you, and it is easy. Go to gogaddisradio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back or challenge things we say. Some of my favorite emails that I receive through our website are when somebody challenges something that I say. And it is quite amazing uh, how many things I say on the radio that people disagree with, but it is quite exciting to listen to someone else's opinion on something and to learn, hey, maybe you're not thinking about that correctly. And so anytime you go to gogaddisradio.com and uh, challenge me or push back, I appreciate it. You can also share your ideas. You can ask us to feature your neighborhood and our neighborhood spotlight where we do some in-depth research to show you, as whether, show you whether or not you have an advantage as a homeowner in the neighborhood, and you can subscribe to our podcast. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest expert advisor, John Birchfield, who is the AVP Mortgage Consultant at Capital City Home Loans. Good to see you, sir. Lee, thanks for having me. Hey, always a pleasure. I want to jump right into this. Uh, three weeks ago, rates were six and a half, maybe even just a little bit less than six and a half. Uh, look a couple of days ago, and it doesn't look like a six anymore. It looks dang near close to a seven uh, in what I'm seeing. So peop- there might be many, many people out there just like me who are thinking, what on the what in the world causes these rates to go up and down the way they do? So talk to us about the factors that affect mortgage rates. Um, great question and a very, very complicated question. But the, the easiest way that I think about it is just to understand that mortgages are a publicly traded commodity. Uh, you know, mortgages get bundled together in millions and millions and millions of dollars of mortgages get put together in a in a security right. that is then a commodity that can be traded on Wall Street. Uh, and it is the demand for that security that ultimately drives the price and therefore the interest rates that we're able to charge buyers uh, when, when it hits the streets. So... Let's say there's 5,000 mortgages that were made over a month or two period. They can pool all those together and then sell a piece of that stream of income off to real estate investors around the world. It could be another country. It could be billionaires from Russia. It could be a local um, you know, school's pension fund uh, that's investing. Exactly. But they're selling those investments off to other people. Now, right. I have heard that... Investing in mortgage-backed securities is considered a very safe investment, and it generally gets compared to investing in debt of the U.S. government. And I think there's some connection on how what people will pay for bonds. Talk about that. Yeah. The easiest way to monitor what might be going on in interest rates is to monitor the yield on the 10-year treasury. Yep. So if you look at the yield on the 10-year treasury, Treasury, if it is creeping down, we would expect mortgage rates to creep down as well. Uh, and the opposite is true. If the yield on the 10-year Treasury is moving up, 
then we're going to expect uh, mortgage rates to move up a little bit. And I have found, and you tell me if you agree, over the last 40 or 50 years, that the 30-year mortgage rate, and, and certainly the 15 as well, kind of move in tandem with the the yield on the 10-year treasury bond. But I noticed something that is unusual. For years and years, I would tell you that that spread was closer to 1.8%, 1.9%, somewhere around two or a little bit less, meaning if a 10-year treasury bond was at four, then mortgage interest rates would be at six or a little bit less. But now when I look at those two numbers and I compare them, the difference in the two is a little closer to 3% than it is 2%. So is is that investors requiring more of a return on mortgages right now? Is that what's happening? That's exactly right. Um, there is just a, 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 a crunch uh, of there's not enough money to go around. So it's what we call liquidity. So when we get this little liquidity crunch, yep. then that's you, that spread has to go up even higher than what we typically see in order to attract buyers to those mortgage-backed so, securities. But that is something we look forward to normalizing. Well, it's interesting because so you take a pension fund. They've got a million dollars. They want to invest it in mortgage-backed securities. They would prefer to invest it in the debt of the U.S. government because I think that, that would be considered guaranteed to get it back. Although with as much debt as we have, I'm not sure how we can look at it as guaranteed. And then they say, well, no, I can get a little bit of a premium over here, another percent, percent and a half, two, two and a half percent by investing in mortgage-backed securities. And I would assume that what I just described is literally what's causing the market to go up and down uh, in, in, in the U.S. I'll throw in one more factor that's important right now okay. is that the market really feels like 2024 and 2025 will, will be a year where we see mortgage rates decline. Yep. Right. What does that mean? That means mortgages that were that were funded over the last 24 months might very well prepay. So it's those prepayment speeds that are factoring into a lack of demand because you don't want to invest in something expecting a return on your money over a long period of time if that investment cuts short by paying off early. Wow. That was like a, a kind of a brain explosion for me as you said that because I'm thinking, wait a minute. The fact that mortgage rates are likely to go down is temporarily keeping mortgage rates up and like it makes perfectly good sense because, like, why would I want to spend, again, same teacher pension fund, a million dollars? Why would I want to do that at a, let's just say, 5% return or 4.5% return when I know that 45 is going to be refinanced down to 35 In other words, I'm going to have to go find something else to put my money into. I have never thought about that before, ever. It's, uh, it's not something we see very often be a market mover. You know, it's not substantial enough to really pay attention to. But right now, it's a big factor. Uh, it's definitely probably I've seen some estimates as being a factor as much as 50 basis points into the interest rates. Meaning if like you said, if we're seeing seven today, if it weren't for the fear of prepayment speeds, we might see six and a half. Such an interesting thing. I do want to remind all of you, as I said on last week's show, you know, even if I had to buy something today at 7% interest, I would probably buy it today instead of waiting a few months for the rate to go down because the reality is I can lock that price in today before prices continue to appreciate. And then as the rates come down, I can float my rate down. Now, we're not there yet. My rate is 6%. You helped me with my loan uh, this past July. But my guess is at some point this year, I might be able to float that rate down 
down just a little bit lower than that, and I certainly will do that. Uh, if you've just joined us, you're uh, listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio. My guest on the line is John Birchfield, uh, who is our preferred mortgage provider with Capital City Home Loans. He can be reached by calling 678-226-7887. You can also go to gogaddisradio.com and say, hey, let me talk to John, your mortgage expert, and we're happy to connect you with him. John, it is not uncommon for people to have federal income tax liens or state tax liens. And I would like yeah. to know, because so many listeners uh, ask this question, how does that affect a borrower's ability to get a mortgage? Um, yeah, big, that IRS, they don't go away, do they? Um, only if you die. So only, if you die. only if you die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a, a federal tax lien is actually much more forgiving than a state tax lien. You can have a federal tax lien and still secure a mortgage loan. Now, there's some steps to that. You know, we want to say that we've been making a payment, uh, have established some type of payment arrangements with the IRS, and that payment history has been on time. So there's some things that behind the scenes that get done, but um, <clears throat> it's still doable. Now, state tax liens are a little different. State tax liens can actually take precedent over our mortgage lien on the subject property. And therefore, get a state tax lien, we're really not going to be able to do a mortgage until that tax lien is paid in full. So why would a state tax lien take precedence over your mortgage, but a federal tax lien wouldn't? Because really, the states get their rights under the federal government. How does that work? I would assume it's the easy explanation. You would think so, and I would love to know. That would be a good something for us to research or maybe ask, ask Ms. Or, uh, Joel Kelly sometime and figure that out because I honestly don't know. Well, that's but we'll, uh, it's we'll have definitely to, we'll something have to, that we're concerned with. Yes, and we need to talk about that on on a show coming up. So if you have a federal tax lien, just make sure you have entered into some type of settlement or negotiated some payments or something like that. I would assume the best way to to get it off is either to pay it or to or to get them to settle with you or something like that. But if you have a state tax lien, it sounds to me. Like the only way to get that removed is to get it paid. And whatever that looks like, if you negotiate with the state or something like that, am I right? Exactly. Payment plan and negotiate a settlement payoff, uh, you know, and, and, and they want to work with you. You know, the experiences that I've had have been fairly pleasant, believe it or not. Um, so, yeah. You know, my guess is, and I've never had uh, negotiations. I've had negotiations with the IRS, but never had negotiations on a state tax lien. Thank goodness. Let's say you owed them $10,000. I would guess they're motivated to collect their money, and so they might be willing to accept a little bit less or payments over time if you come to them. So my suggestion, and, and this is sort of my business philosophy anyway, is if you're avoiding having conversations with either the U.S. government or the state of Georgia over some kind of tax liens, my suggestion is get on out there and start those conversations because at least you know what you're dealing with. And I know, John, you probably see the same thing that I do is so many people show up and they're worried about something that they really shouldn't even be worried about. And they haven't investigated it, so they don't even know what they're worried about, but they make a bigger deal out of it in their head. not nearly as bad as people fear. It, it, there's a lot of ways to to, to work stuff out, and uh, it's amazing. So, John, I predict that interest rates will be down under 6% sometime this year, and I don't ask you to agree or disagree, um, but it, 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 I think the market is moving in that direction. 
to get rates mm-hmm. under six percent. So uh, hopefully anybody that's looking to buy or sell a home, you will uh, you will be confident enough to move forward, knowing that whatever it is, you will um, you'll be in really really good shape. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about what happens if a mortgage company goes bankrupt. We're also going to talk about AI and real estate. Uh, stick with us. We'll be back. <music> 